Hey guys, and welcome back to Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Whaley. And Marcus Dean. We are coming to you guys live here from a lockdown here in Indiana. Yes, and we're definitely not in the same room. Wink, wink. wink. Yes. <laughs> wow, that was so lame. <laughs> I know. But we are braving, uh, we are braving today in order to be able to bring you guys another uh, video and our prompts to try to put out weekly uh, podcasts while this is going on. I'm really liking this weekly format. I really hope we're able to stick with it. I am too. I, you know, I, I like talking about the paranormal. And I love bringing you guys uh, these episodes. So being able to do it every week is definitely a joy for us. And speaking of helping us bring you guys episodes every week, big thank you to our Patreons. Yes, uh, you guys help us be able to bring uh, the content to the masses. So we always want to give a big shout out to our patrons in every episode. Let's see, are you ready for a Black Bag Tip of the Week? I am ready for Black Bag Tip of the Week. Okay. I don't even know what it is coming into this today. When the G-Man come to Black Bag you, run into the woods and look for a mysterious staircase and run up it. Oh, that's... You're gonna that's be bad run- advice right that there. That is bad, bad advice. advice. <laughs> on top of just running into the woods, just on top of where I know this conversation is eventually going. Yeah, we're going to be talking about mysterious stairs in the woods. We're going to be talking about some yokai. Nope. What else are we talking about? Mexican flying witches. <laughs> just such an awkward day. Why don't you just call them Bruja? Well, first, I think it's actually pronounced Bruja. Is it Bruja? I thought yeah. it was Bruja. No, I think it's Bruja. I, I, honestly, I really think I'm right in the uh, and you, you in speak the pronunciation. Spanish. I know that's what I'm saying. That's why I think it is. I think it is Bruja. Actually, what we say. Well, what I'm saying sounds cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we got a lot to talk to you guys uh, about today. Uh, are we doing the yokai? For, uh, for, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. My wife turned me on to this one, and I really wanted to share it with you guys. Um, okay, we're all worried about the coronavirus, but some people are responding to it in a really neat way. In Kyushu Island in 1849, a city official was walking along the beach and a mysterious creature appeared to him. It had kind of like a scaly fish-like body, a beak, it had hair like a human, and it had three legs. It warned him of an upcoming disease that was going to strike the island. And was told that if he circulated images of this yokai, that they'd be protected from this disease. The yokai's name was Amabai, if I'm saying this correctly. I think you are saying that correctly. And here's the thing is, people are now starting to draw pictures of him and circulating him, her, it, whatever you'd call it, around on Instagram and um, Twitter him, and stuff. Him, her, wait, what, what, is it, what does it look like? I'm, okay, let me, I, let me show you. You are not... And that's mean. That's not being nice. It was him, her. That is definitely an it. Never mind. Yeah, that put, is. Put a picture in the show notes. I will add thing. a photo. That, actually, it looks like it's wearing a mat, like a protective mask, it, like one it, of those PPE masks. Oh my goodness, it really does. <laughs> but so people are um, circulating images of this in the hope to give it some protection, add some levity to the coronavirus. Yeah, and I know that sounds kind of. Like, funny on the surface of this idea of, oh, just draw a picture, you'll be protected from disease. It's not unheard of to do unusual things to try to protect yourself from diseases. I mean, you can look at the Bible. The You know, the Jews were told to put lamb's blood across their door to protect them from a plague that was coming through Egypt at the time. So, Oh, no, this thing's super, super common, even in European folklore. It's mm-hmm. called apotropaic magic, and it's when you use the image of something to either attract or repel it. And so in this situation, they're using the image of this yokai to repel the disease. Mm-hmm. But you see that like with gargoyles. That's one of the reasons why we had gargoyles. You also see it with people who put those uh, beware of dog signs outside their door <laughs> to repel burglars when they really don't have a dog. Or uh, in a few, oh goodness, there's a few cathedrals throughout Europe where there's like little hidden statues of monks making weird faces and things like that. that like just awesome. making like the sort of face you would expect a kid to make. And the idea is it'll um, either A, distract mischievous imps or scare them away. (laughs) So this sort of thing's not really uncommon. So are you going to do it? Am I going to draw a random photo of something and put it outside my door? Yeah. No, I'm going to wash my hands like a responsible person. Well, you know what? I'm going to do both because I think this is awesome. That's Yeah. 
Like using a yokai to keep me from getting the coronavirus. Mm. I'm not taking any risks. I'm, I'm going to go full into this one. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to make Ellie draw me one. That I can't it would. Draw. Yeah. Her artwork would go over much better. At probably, yours would probably attract a virus. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, we've got a great episode today for you guys. One of the things that we definitely want to talk about, and it's been a long, long time coming for us to talk to you guys about this. We've attempted it before. We're talking about mysterious staircases in the woods. Okay. This one started about four years ago when a Redditor um, who supposedly worked for Search and Rescue get on, got on uh, to Reddit and started to basically spill all the secrets that he, he's acquired during his time uh, working with them. <clears throat> Most of the stuff he talked about were just weird and supernatural things he had encountered uh, working in search and rescue in the national parks. And this is somewhat associated with the work of David Politis, if, you, if you're familiar with him. I absolutely love stories from people that work out in remote areas, like search and rescue people that work way out there, deep sea welders. I mean, some of the recounts of stuff that they see under the oceans, people that have worked way out of like in like in the Siberian tundra like they just come back with some of the most unreal stories yeah and this guy came out with a lot of things but what resonated with people the most was these mysterious stairs that are just out in the wilderness usually um he, he said that they're usually like 20 miles out there but other people who've also seen these say you can actually find them much closer but and usually they'd be around in areas where people disappeared so just to give you a description Imagine you're going through the woods and you just see a staircase. Let's go with one of the examples that someone uh, someone specifically gave. It's a single flight staircase with or with the what are those the handles called the rails? Yeah, with with rails, white carpeting, untouched, no dirt on it, no leaves on it, going up a flight and then just ending out in the middle of the woods. That is so unsettling. I mean. God, it's so it's one of those weird things in the paranormal. Like uh, it's like when you you're out and about and you just see something that's just so unusual for a scene that it just unsettles you. So I meant like being twenty miles out in the woods and then just seeing a staircase in the middle of the woods like that. Oh yeah, would just be so disquieting. There's no there's no other word other than disquieting for that. And so many people have come forward with stories of encountering these and their odd experiences with them. Not all of them are. Like that. Sometimes they're stone stairways. Sometimes they're wooden stairways. Sometimes they're untouched by the surroundings. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they're just straight up. Sometimes they're in a spiral. Yeah. Do you know those wrought iron spiral staircases that you usually associate with like um, firehouses or um, lighthouses, things mm -hmm. like that? There's some of those. And that's just incredibly out of place to be just in the middle of the woods. Because like, it, it's very difficult just to even just think about like... If someone was going to try to hoax this, you're talking about taking all of these materials like 20, 30 miles out of the woods. I mean, we're not even talking like something you could just casually. I mean, we're talking like homeward bound areas or, you know, type stuff. And like to do to hoax something like that would be so difficult just to put something out there like that. Now, there are a few reasons why there could be a staircase out in the woods, just not a lot of them, and a lot of them don't really fit. Like, one of the reasons it could be left over from, like, an old ancient settlement. But you can usually figure those out pretty quick by looking for, you know, building foundations and things like that. And also, those are going to be obviously heavily aged, heavily touched by, by the past of time, and most of them are going to fall over. Yeah, and most of these staircases that people are describing don't have a whole lot of foliage that's all over it. Like, they're they're generally untouched just out there in the woods. Yeah, many of them are either concrete, which definitely isn't going to be, yeah. like, something from an old settlement. Although, we did have the technology. It's just not what we <laughs> used for it. Or um, things that look like, you know, actual worked metal and things mm -hmm. like that. And some of them just look like actual carpeted staircases. Like, that. it's just so weird. It's like something glitched in the matrix and <laughs> dropped it in the wrong place. But there's tons of theories. There's a lot to unpack on this one. But one of the big things is as people get close to them, pretty much everyone says that there's this immediate sense of instinctual, like, foreboding, anxiety, overwhelming them, that something is clearly wrong, that they are in imminent danger. And that's where, mo for most people, the story ends. Most people 
respond very rationally to that and they just leave. Now, many people come back to try to find them and they're unable to find them again. A lot of people say that this means they move around or that they're some sort of like illusionary thing. But I think most people who aren't skilled at finding stuff in the woods really can't find the same spot they were at. Well, I go back to that same point that I was talking to, that disquieting feeling like, you know, you know, if you if you think about like like how like you know bringing the coronavirus back into this, and we're all isolating now, and how much that's disrupt. When you have a disruption to the normalcy of your routine and your day, or things like that, it's it's off. When you see something that's that's just so off putting and out of place, it can be just very very unsettling. Yeah, it's very people. jarring. Yeah, you know, you don't want to get near something in your head is saying there there is something not right about this. I should not be near this. That just instinctual. This this is just not okay. Now, let's go back to the original search and rescue story for a moment. Okay. When he first found out about these, he was out with his trainer. And she just basically let him just basically let him there and let him just kind of examine it. And she didn't really tell him what it was, but he was like, the heck's going on here? And her response was pretty much, this is normal. Don't worry about them. Just leave them alone. Why is there all this stuff about, like, deep wood stuff that's just normal and we just don't know about it? <laughs> like, this comes up, up so much in the in the paranormal. This is just, there's black cats out of the woods that, you know, just aren't reported. This is just normal. They know that. People go missing way out in the woods that's not reported. They know that. It's 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 still normal. There's mysterious staircases 20 miles in the woods. That's, that, that's normal. That's normal. No, no, no. What, what she's basically telling him is you're going to see these but we don't want you to talk about them. He brings it up with someone else later on, and their response is basically, leave them alone, and whatever you do, do not go up them. And his experience with them is pretty much, you see these, I think he said about every fifth time he's investigating a missing person, he ends up stumbling across one. So at least he seemed to have felt there's a connection between these staircases and mysterious disappearances out in the wilderness. Now, what that may be, well, I think that's something that we're going to be cracking into some. Mm -hmm. But first, another story about someone who, this was a camper. They were on a uh, island, and they ended up stumbling across one of these. He decided to leave it alone, but then later found himself compelled to go back. He was able to find it again, but when he got there, he got hit again by that extreme anxiety, but he pushed through it. The next thing that happened to him, he found himself mesmerized and drawn in. Mm. Before he realized it, he began climbing the stairs. Mm. And next thing he knew, he's going up one step, two step, three step, four step. And he managed to stop himself right before he got to the top. And as he began to look around, he noticed that there was like a mysterious face out in the wilderness watching him. Pale, black eyes, thin and after it disappeared, he basically just panicked and ran out of there. But as he was trying to escape the area, he kept accidentally coming back to the staircase, no matter what he did. He eventually got off the island, got home. He came back later with a friend to try to find it. They said they scoured the island. No ability at all to find it. So I'm like going back to that like entity that he saw in that like like tall pale with like just black eyes, like a black eyed adult. Yeah, it sounded like it was either maybe a gray or mm. maybe a black-eyed kid or a black-eyed adult. Like So much of this resonates with me on the same level as black-eyed kids. Mm. You have that instinctual fear sort of thing. There's been a lot of investigators trying to trace uh, black-eyed kids. Where are they coming from and stuff? Mm. Tracing them back to wilderness areas. There are encounters with black-eyed kids and adults in forested areas. Mm-hmm. Like I really wonder if there's a connection between these two. Well, it's it's different, like say, like than like black eyed kid accounts where they're trying to get in, in some way, like to your house or to your car, or they're trying to get invited into this your domicile. And this is very opposite, where it seems like there's this fear, but it's drawing you into some, where it's drawing you into something, and all that. It's which is just just so bizarre to me. Another big theory about it. I do want to come back to this black eyed kid yeah. thing. Yeah. Another big theory about them is that they're being made by cults and that is part of some sort of bizarre ritual. And although that sounds very interesting, you guys have heard me talk about before that I'm very interested in the fact that like almost every community has these um, rumors about these mysterious black cloak wearing cults that are out there in the woods and things like that. But I don't know. That's a really isolated place. They're really hard to find. And it seems like they're just out in the middle of nowhere. Like, I feel like everyone's going to get lost trying to find yeah, them. Yeah, like, 
I did the. It's so hard to get that far into the woods anyway. Trying to cart all like for a cult to cart all that stuff out into the woods just seems just like so difficult to do. Like, like yeah, a group of motivated individuals could either install one of these staircases or build one of these staircases, depending on which one we're talking about. But at the same time, it's a lot of effort and. You would think that there would be, like, a lot more paths and stuff leading to them. Mm. Like, even if this was a once-a-year thing, you'd think they'd maintain it just so they don't lose where it is. Well, also, too, if, if they're that far into the woods, these are not things that you would think that a cult would want people to find. No, definitely. The goal would be to keep it hidden, but at the same time, how do they not lose them? <laughs> <laughs> well, they do, because then they can't. you can't find them again when you go back out into the woods. <laughs> Oh, there's a, there's a lot of people who theorize there are extra-dimensional doorways as well, or doorways to hell. Although, that seems weird with it being stairs going up. Yeah, yeah you get into some weird metaphors there. But, oh, man. Haven't there been reports of these things, too, where people have had, like, limbs go missing? Or are those some of the more obscure ones? There are some stories saying that people have gone up to the top of them, reached out, and just basically ended up with a severed <laughs> limb. Um, I don't really buy that. A lot of these stories are the more fantastical ones that I think are just people just kind of jumping on. Um, because I, I think if that actually happened, we would probably see that. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. on the phone news circuit of, I walked up a mysterious staircase in the woods and lost my head. <laughs> and these are not just in America too. Really? Uh, yeah, there's been um, some talks about ones in South America. Actually, there are two different ones in South America mm-hmm. where the story is, is associated with uh, someone going out, getting near them, and then being found later on, oddly enough, in boats trying to bucket out water from the boat. In one of them, the it was an old man, and the guy was convinced that the boat had a leak in it. And that he had to uh, bucket it out. Now, it was raining, so the boat did have some water in it. But it looked like he had been doing this long enough. The scraping from his bucket had started wearing wearing uh, down the inside of the canoe to where it was showing damage. So they knew that, even though he said that he, he couldn't explain where he'd been. But he had gone the direction of the staircase, and then this is where they found him. And it looked like he had been doing this for maybe days. Well, do you think that this might also have something, you know, going back to the the missing 401 people of accounts of people disappearing in the woods. On on top of that, too, there's accounts of people, have, like, you know, being in one part of the woods and then going missing. And then when they're found, they're, like, t- like very, they're, they're so far away, there's no theoretical way they could have gotten as far as what they did. Do you, do you think that maybe that's what these stairs are for? Is they're from some sort of ritual to true travel somewhere, and these people are stumbling upon these things? If it is legitimate, which I haven't seen one myself. I have seen a staircase in the woods, though. I, we'll talk about that later. But uh, if it is legitimate, I think it has to be connected to some of the missing for one. I don't know if it's an object created for the purposes of travel, but I think it is dimensionally related. But let, let me go back to these, these right. South American stories. Um, so in that one, the old man was found in the boat, trying clearly disoriented, trying to um, like use a bucket to clear out the rain from the boat. And it's clear he had been doing this for way longer than he thought. Mm-hmm. In the other one, it was a girl, and she was found on a boat on the shore using a old tin can trying to uh, scoop out water. But the boat was, was dead dry. Whoa. Um, both cases associated with the staircases, associated with them disappearing suddenly. And then, boom, they're... I, I don't even know what to say about that one. It's a weird sort of pattern to evolve. Clearly, they're disoriented. Maybe it's the situation of you're so disoriented, you go back to your instincts, you know something's wrong, and you just, mm-hmm. for them, since they were raised on a river, they just went to, oh, I'm, something's wrong, I must be on a sinking boat. And maybe that's why they started, but oh, they had to have been so disoriented, especially the lady who's on shore. Mm-hmm. Like, the guy who's in the canoe, and it's raining, and there is water in the canoe, I can kind of get that. I can follow a train of thought. Do you know what it really sounds like to me? What? It throws the mind into a state of loose association. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where you start, where, you, where you, you're, you're, you're interconnecting things that aren't really connected? Yeah. Yeah. So they know there's danger. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that they're just jumping to the boat scene. Now, why they're both on boats after that point, no one knows, because these people don't know how they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, these stories being from rural communities in South America, we don't have a lot of detailed information on them. Yeah, but it's also something that you don't hear about a lot either, too. No. Like, this is, this is not something that's generally circulated, you know, 
commonly amongst paranormal, like paranormal communities about these mysterious staircases in the woods. I had to do some digging to find these stories, and the best I was able to get to were second and third hand sources. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's not a lot of detail for them, but it took a lot of digging even to locate. But them. again, you just run into that with a lot of these paranormal stories involving just the like the woods and stuff like that. You run into a lot of this stuff where there's not. It's not widely known. It's not popularly circulated. Like, almost to a point where it seems like it's being suppressed intentionally or not circulated intentionally. Personally, I think that it has to be being suppressed intentionally. Well, I think that this is this sort of thing is why we build natural national parks where we build national parks. Uh, I think yeah. that they're there to isolate things away from society. And if this episode, by the way, makes it makes it live, I'm going to be surprised. I go back to that, man, when we were going to talk about this, and this was going to be at a top five, and the computer just crashes. Oh, that's right. This is one of the ones when our computer got destroyed. Yes, it was. So I'm telling you, it's a long time coming, and we... We vaguely got in. I think we vaguely referenced it in a previous episode of our podcast. But. And also, parks people. I grew up like in the Muscatatuck uh, Wetlands Preserve. I love the national parks. I would not yeah. be the person I am today without spending a ton mm-hmm. of time in the national parks. I've donated huge amounts of time to them. I absolutely love them, and I love the people who work there. Mm-hmm. When I say that I think there's some sort of conspiracy, I'm not talking about you guys. No, you no, guys no, no, no. are freaking great. Like about. I had to have, when I was a kid. I had to have drawn like driven crazy the people working at the various stations because <laughs> I'd come up to them all the time asking questions, just bring back things from the woods. Oh, I found this. What, what's this thing? They're like, yeah. well, that's how you need to put back. But then I'll tell you all about it. You don't know. And I remember, and I remember strongly when I was in college. One of the things that I really considered doing was being, you know, an environmental attorney to protect state parks. That was, <laughs> was a real strong thing that I considered doing because of how much that I love state parks. I love preserving. You know, I love the idea of preserving them because we need them, so. Yeah, and when I was, like, back taking care of my mom and I had to take a break from the channel, one of the few videos that uh, we put up was um, a Patreon video, and I recorded that in, Mm -hmm. in, like, the Mesiatic Wetlands Preserve because Mm -hmm. that's where I wanted to go to do it. Mm -hmm. But with that aside, I do feel like there's a conspiracy involving the parks to hide certain things from us, to, to segregate certain abnormal things away from the rest of society Mm -hmm. now why they still let people in how that functions in it i almost wonder if it's a sort of thing where well if we don't let it feed a certain amount or if we don't let get engaged a certain amount it's going to start moving towards society yeah yeah. i think a lot of the the theories surrounding of why is the parks okay it's something's got to get a certain number (laughs) a a certain number of some things And, you know, the various theories just interchange what's going, you know, what is taken and who's getting in. So, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are getting, we are getting ourselves. More things involved with these. Almost everyone who climbs actually sets foot on the staircase experiences a amount of missing time, Mm -hmm. often in the form of hours, sometimes days. So it's one of those things where going back to some of David Politis's work where people go missing mm-hmm. and then they're found like, well, I haven't been gone that long, especially in the cases of young kids where it doesn't look like they've been surviving out in the wilderness that long. Mm-hmm. And kids seem like the sort of things that would engage with something like this. Absolutely. Like, you know, I, you know, I forget, oh God, I was, you know, as we're sitting here talking, I know, I know that I've never told you the story. When I went to Boy Scout camp, one of the things that I, one of the things that I found when I was going on the, by the way, one of the few rare hikes, by the way, that I've ever taken, that they made me take when I was out. When I was out there, was I saw this weird chair that was out literally in the middle of the woods that had like, and we're talking probably a good ten miles out, and it was just this weird chair that was just sitting and it had vinyl on it, which was stuff growing around it. And I probably saw it, and I probably looked at that thing for probably a good hour when everybody was cool. out doing something. I know, I know, it's just weird. Just like, being drawn into that kind of stuff. Yeah, kids get drawn to things that are out of place. They want to go up and they want to engage with it and they want to understand it and they want to know mm-hmm. why it's here. Yeah. So it seems like this sort of thing that would draw in kids. And there are a lot of the strange disappearance cases that do involve kids of a young age that would be drawn in by this. Mm. Um, But okay, so missing time. Someone did psychically explore this. And I was kind of remiss to bring this up because I know we don't talk a lot about uh, remote viewing and stuff on our channel. Mm. But I did want to talk about this one. What they said was uh, when they got near it... um, Basically, they felt all their emotions drain out of them. They felt suddenly empty. They're, they went emotionally dead. And they felt that it was associated with extraterrestrials 
moving people to different levels of the earth for abduction. Now, what different levels of the earth means, I'm not really sure what was meant by that. That's a really strange thing to... Hollow earth theory. That, that That's my first thought is maybe they're talking about hollow earth theory, but maybe they're talking about something else. But either way, that does connect with the person who did try to climb it, though, mm-hmm. where they felt like... The, everything just drained out and they felt empty while they're like starting to climb those stairs. So there is, there is something potentially to it. I have this disconnect though, with the idea that it's extraterrestrials. Cause I have this, just this weird to me. I, 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 I'm having a hard time following this pattern of they just build a staircase in the middle of the woods to move somebody somewhere. Like, I get this idea if it's some sort of technology thing, that's what they're doing, but I don't think that it would look like something Yeah, why make it look like a staircase? Staircase, you know? They would just make it look like some device that they have, like... Do you know what these are sometimes called? What? Sylvan stairs. Ooh. Do you know what Sylvan are? Okay. Yep. Yeah, so. I was waiting for the opportunity to bring this up, because I, it's not something that I throw out. But I'm telling you, a staircase in the woods, missing time, foreboding... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Faye was actually one of the first things that popped out of my head. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of similarities between uh, Faye phenomena and abduction phenomena. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not totally convinced that it's it's either, okay, when it comes to it, it's either A or B. It's either A, the uh, the Greys have been doing this for a long time, and they used to use the guise of fairies, Mm -hmm. and that's what was going on. Or B, (laughs) fairies, it's still fairies. They're just like, oh, hey, we need to make sure they don't know it's us, so we're going to spin this illusion, make them think we're aliens (laughs) Aliens from outer space. I really think it's one of those two. And I think there are some fairies that would think it would be funny to screw with people just looking like Greys. They're like, hey, they came up with this really cool image. I want to look like that. Oh, goodness, we're talking about fairies on a podcast. Awesome. (laughs) Okay. I do really like fairy folklore. This does really fit with a lot of it. The the first, the lost time, huge, huge huge part of fairies uh, folktales. Just people disappearing. Disappearances, big parts. And these stories of them taking people to the worlds and sometimes just not bringing them back. Mm -hmm. I really feel like it fits fairy stories really well. It's almost like the stairs are the modern day fairy circle. Yeah, like I was going to I was going like aren't there a lot of like accounts of these staircases being in an open area? Yes, often they are in a open area of low-lying or dead vegetation. Yeah. Oh, not so much dead vegetation, but not verdant like mm-hmm. the rest of the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, and fairy circles are often along those lines. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with fairy circles, it's a circle of mushrooms. Usually it's um, due to, like, a, a stump dies and then it fertilizes the area and they kind of end up growing in a circle like that. I can't 100% explain it, but basically that's the gist of it. But fairy circles are really associated in fae folklore as being portals where fairy could take you and things like that. Another interesting part of the story that I think ties in well with Faye is this. If there's someone missing and you go up the stairs, that means that person will not return. That's a weird... It is weird. It that, is weird. That's like a weird rule that, like, it's it's not fair because you wouldn't know it. Well, that... Okay, when, that when is all of... of fairy, that's, yeah, no, that's, like, literally, like, just, like, like textbook Faye yeah, logic. Yeah, like... like Fairy tales are filled with the fact that heroes are screwed over because the fairies have really unfair, nonsensical rules. Yeah. It's like, like playing a game with a fairy. You're playing the game, but they get to see the rulebook. You don't. It's like tons of fairy tales involved. It's like, oh, hey, come in. Eat, eat, eat some of this food. Drink some of our wine. Oh, oh yeah. Man. Once you eat and drink the food and wine, you're not ever allowed to leave. Oh, so, sorry to be off. You should have known ahead of time before you came here. Oh, there's no way because I was the only one who knew it. But there are two stories that I found that lined up on that one. One was from the original Reddit post where uh, some people were exploring around and they had at least gone up a few steps on the staircase and they experienced this huge amount of missing time. They got in trouble. And what happened was the they're like, you went on the staircase, didn't you? And they're like, how do you know? He's like, because we, we did not find the kid. Um, another one was um, a story from, I think this one was from South America again, where the they were talking about this belief that these staircases, if you go on them, that means someone else that you do not know will vanish and never return. What? Yeah, that if, you, if someone treads on one of these staircases, then someone else will just vanish hmm. and it will be your fault. 
man, that's very man. They suck. <laughs> you have all these rules, and you don't and you don't know them going into them, and they just take stuff from you. Ugh. Although I mean, maybe it's not fairies. Maybe it's something else. A lot of people theorize that it's like these weird dimensional gateways, no, maybe I, created no, by us. No, I really think that it. I think that what if it is something? I think it's some sort of. I think it's done by people, and I think that it's some sort of like sympathetic magic, mm-hmm. where you know where you, just, where you have to act out what you're trying to create, you know, in a way that they're they're having to walk up this staircase in an attempt to travel somewhere and go somewhere else. And that makes a lot of sense for a portal. A staircase can be very metaphorical of a mm-hmm. portal. So, do you think it's like? rule magicians cults things like that or do you think this is like maybe some sort of government thing or the illuminati the vague ill-defined illuminati i have a hard time i have a hard time believing that this would be some sort of illuminati thing because they just have someone they can just get to wherever they need to go probably unless they're going like somewhere not on earth like they could just get to wherever they're going. Like if it's them, they're going some. They're going just somewhere like way else. I think it's probably more like a. I don't want to say average person because an average person can't do that. <laughs> like, like it's probably it's probably someone a little like lower on the totem pole as far as like you know control like governmental control. So then, what are you thinking? No, I think it's people. I think it's people that are using. I think it's a. Uh, I think that it's people probably using magic out there. Like, they're, they're building these staircases in an attempt to travel to go from place to place. Then why do you think they're still around? Like, after, after, after you use do you think that means people are going back and reusing them? Or maybe after you use them, they start moving around? No, I think that they're probably people that want to be on the fringes. They're probably people that would be on the fringes of society. And where are you going? You're going from park to park. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're able to, to do what you need to do and get around without having to have people necessarily getting in your getting in your business saying that people often encounter around these are also uh, some sort of creature that seems to have powers of mimicry being able to recreate sounds and stuff like that's recently heard it gave me a real skinwalker feel no, I thought you were gonna and say. there's lots of rumors about skinwalkers being out in the woods doing curses doing magic doing foul rituals and things like that what do you think <sighs> i have a hard time i have a hard time i have a hard time with this being a skinwalker thing with them just building staircase. I don't know. This doesn't strike me as their sort of forte. Like, because when when I'm hearing like skinwalker stories, they're very their area is very protected, and oftentimes they're typically attacking people. I think that if it was that, I think that they would probably we would be seeing more monster attack stories from these people that are encountering them. Then let let me let me flip it on you. Okay. Maybe they're not creating it. Maybe there's some sort of weird mimicking creature coming out of it. Maybe these portals don't ever get fully closed. Because the thing is, in the in the areas where these are are found, there's also a heightened amount of UFO and cryptid sightings. Mm. Which makes me think, maybe whatever this gate is, it doesn't shut. Maybe it just lets things come mm, through. Through it. Which might be the most dangerous prospect of all. That's just, that's just <laughs> irresponsible. That's just mean. But I think we're getting getting more to the crux of the matter here yeah. now. I think whatever they are, I think the gateway thing is likely true. Yeah. And I think that whatever it is, it's not something that ever really closes. I think that they are... I like your theory about them being these symbols of travel. That's why people are having a hard time refining them. Actually, that's not something I even thought about until you brought that up. And I'm like, oh, that's brilliant, actually. Yeah. Um, and maybe the reason why we're seeing so many of these odd cryptids and things around the, the parks where these things are found is just because these things are going through whatever breach in the veil these things are creating. That's true. I also think, also, you know, the idea of, like, you can't find them again again. If they're super deep in the woods, it may just be hard to go find them. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, I'm an experienced woodsman, and unless you know exactly where you're going and you're practiced at it, in, or if there's like some really good landmarks around for you to utilize, it's hard to find the same damn spot in yeah. the woods. Like, and, it, and rarely is when people are talking about these, are they ever, you know, they're stumbling upon these things. They're not like, oh, I was, I was by insert specific geological landmark here, and then I found this. It was, I was literally in the woods deep or i was just out and about and i and i and i stumbled upon and i stumbled upon this accidentally and keep in mind probably if you're going to be building these things out there you're not going to be building them near anything that's easily to be found because you don't want them found probably you don't want them found 
And a lot of people report feeling like a Oz factor effect when they're around them. Um, everything become, in the woods becoming incredibly quiet, everything going still. And some people saying when you get really close, even the sounds of your own body stop. You don't hear your heartbeat. You don't hear your breath. And based on like some of the studies they've done on, they, they actually made a room that um, negates all sound. Mm-hmm. And people say, going in there, they say, you don't really think about how your, your breathing sounds, how your heartbeat sounds. But when it's gone, you just freak out. Yeah, it's that that total shock value that does that to you. But, but you know, but at the same to- time, but like I, I think a big part of that has to be just this, this 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 disruption in the normalcy because it's not normal to see that. I mean, if you think about any like people that you work with in any sort of where there's a disruption to the normal flow of things, people lose their minds. Yeah, look at look at workplaces right now. Yeah, I we mean, work at a hospital. People lose their minds. They start they start freaking out. They start like having time is- like time lapse issues. You know, you get that sort of just that that quiet feel. Like you just you you just get you just go into that sort of mode. So I mean, imagine being out in in the woods and then just stumbling upon this just this weird phenomenon, this weird thing out there. Like it's and just everything it's just about do that it is so alien. Everything yeah. about it is so unnatural, except for one thing. It, on its own, outside of its exact plateness placement, is the most innocuous thing you'll ever see. A staircase. Yeah. It's just a normal staircase. It put in a weird place, and then it has all this weird stuff going on around it. <clears throat> Another thing it reminds me of are these mystery trails. Um I don't know if you've ever heard of these, but you don't get stories of them very often. Well, I don't go into the woods very often, so any trail I find is a mystery trail. So <laughs> I, I know I know tons of wilderness folklore, but the, it's along these lines. You're walking down a familiar trail, okay. and you see a break from the trail you've never seen before. The rule is you never go down it. Yeah. The, and there's there's stories of people trying to go down and having weird encounters like cryptid encounters or just being frozen with fear when there's nothing going on or stories of people going down them and then just disappearing or going missing for a long time and no one really knowing where they were during that time them not being able to explain all this missing time. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of that and like just growing up in the woods like people like when I'd be hiking out in the woods with my friends and stuff. Like, there was just this rule, like, if you saw something that looked like um, a doorway or a portal, you just don't go near it. You, you just go around. You don't walk through it. And I don't even know where that came from. I've known myself telling people while hiking the woods, don't go that way because I saw one. But uh, it's just something that I picked up from other people that I hiked with. Well, I, I when, you know, when you, you're going back to the, to, the, to, the, to the Oz factory we were talking about, that just sort of feeling... Of just being, of just you seeing some sort of paranormal event, and everything going quiet. Also, and stuff like that for a lot of paranormal events, other people will report not seeing, you know, and a lot of people paranormal accounts they'll report seeing something that other people cannot. So also, so another thing about these these staircases of the woods is it may be that not many people are seeing them because only certain people are encountering them like you were talking about like you you finding these mysterious like these mysterious trails out in the woods mm-hmm. and other people are not and other people are not seeing them like i think just maybe there could only be certain people that are attuned to these things that are finding these things out there maybe it's like a perceptional fishing lure mm-hmm. like they're trying to catch something whatever's going to engage with it but i've actually never been on a mystery trail but i have seen like things that look like and i'm sure you all have um seen things like uh Things that look like door frames in the woods where the trees have just moved just right to make almost mm-hmm. a perfect door. Now, that can be naturally explained. It's probably an area that people walk through a lot. But I was, it was just always this unspoken rule that, like, when you're out in the deep woods and you see one, you just stay away from it. It's just not, it's just trouble. You don't go to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, when I was young, uh, let me give you a little bit of background. Um I first, I, I heard about this story when it pretty much first broke four years ago, and I was totally enamored with it. One of the reasons was I had seen stairwells in the woods before when I was young. I don't think it was one of these. It was a old ratty looking uh, wooden staircase, and it was, it wasn't clean and crisp. It was like dark brown from, uh, from the damp, and it had like green moss growing all over it. 
And I don't remember anything really odd happening at the time. But the reason I remember this is just being like, okay, that's really, really, really weird. That's a really weird thing to see out here. Mm-hmm. And I, I'd asked, I'd, I'd pondered over why it existed for quite some time. But you didn't, you didn't feel the need in that time to just walk up them. Oh, it didn't look safe. <laughs> like th- this was just <laughs> outside of you. Just don't do these things. It just seems like a bad idea. Just walk up a damp. Rickety staircase. Oh, woods. no, don't get me wrong. I was pretty a pretty daring kid. If it looked even remotely stable, I would have walked up it. But it was, it looked like he was broken down enough that if you tried to climb out, the whole thing was just going to collapse. <laughs> like, it was, it had clearly been there for a long time. I, I even kind of generally remember where it was. But I know there's not a woods there anymore. That whole area got cleared out a few years ago. Mm. Um, but it was in, uh, you, you've been to um, the house I grew up in before. You know, yeah. um, like in the back pasture area, that mm-hmm. woods that used to be back there? Mm-hmm. Um, that whole area got stripped down, but it was way back in there. Mm. But, yeah, and it's just something that I always remembered. And I've asked a lot of other wilderness people if they've seen anything like this before. And for the most part, some people have told me, yeah, I've, I've seen it, but I've never paid it any mind. And some people were like, no, I've never seen this. But I really want us to take a trip. I don't know. He's going back to the let's let's take a 30-mile trek into the woods. <laughs> I, you okay, know, think- I, I'll tell you this. I would be super fascinated to see these staircase. I would not climb the staircase. But I would be fascinated to... to I would love to, to run into one of these things. Now that I know the rules of don't walk up them. Like, a lot of people say, like, you can find them, you don't have to go, like, 30 miles straight into the wilderness. You can find them, say, 5, 10 miles into the wilderness. What I'd like to do is maybe me and you go into the Hoosier National Forestry, go, like, with a geo tracker so we don't get turned around or anything, and just go off trail, say, 8 miles. Would you give me 8 miles and just would explore I, there? Would I walk 8 miles? We're going to have to take a tent for this. You realize that, right? Not for 8 miles. I'm just... I'm going to have to take a break at some point walking oh, up. If we make good time, you can yeah. clear the eight miles there and eight miles back. You know what? We'd you have know, to start early in the morning. You know what? For, for for our listeners, yes, I would do that. The fact that we started doing this, yes, I would I, I would attempt to, I would attempt I would attempt this to see what we find. But no my luck, you're gonna get abducted and you're gonna disappear and I'm gonna be stuck out of the woods by myself. You have no survival skills. You uh, will die. No, I'm gonna survive because I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna be like do like the last episode and be like, Look, I knew it. I told you I was right. The whole time. You'll never make bad to society. Oh, uh, you you are underestimating my sheer will of saying I told you so. <laughs> like, just how hard I'm being put, how much drive I would have to do that. Oh, goodness. Oh, is there anything else to talk about in this movie? We talked a lot about this. And the this. thing is, like, I really feel like we're still missing some points. Okay. Did we cover, like, why... The image of a staircase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You talked okay, talk okay. about it. Being I want. I wanted to make sure that we got into that. We that we got in that we got into that a little bit. Okay. Before we before we uh, end up breaking and go into our extended content, I want to talk about some theories for us on why this is a thing. What is it? Because I feel like there's a lot of things it's connected to. I think it fits nicely between a, a few certain mysteries. I think that these are. Those window areas that John Keel wrote about. Mm. That this is like the physical embodiment of it. That when around these strange things happen. That they are gateways that let things through. And we should be... And if we if we follow that logic, since we're right along that line uh, where there's a lot of just very odd things happening, you know, in a straight line across America. Mm. I really feel like that if we kind of follow that line and explore in those areas, I bet you we're going to find them. They they do for me fill that 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 niche of explaining what is causing all this bizarre stuff to be going on in the woods. I mean they they fit that missing time disappearances. They just they they fill that for me. Like they fill that why is stuff in the woods. Like they 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 seem to fill that it 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 fitting there for like for explaining all of these things. Now, why? Now, why this particular image? Why is this? Why is this a thing? Why are they? Why are they staircases? It just fits to me that that you know it's 
it's the natural inclination of going somewhere. Do you think they're connected to the Black Eyed Kids? No. I think they are. I, I have a heart. I real. I just, I, I don't, the, the Black Eyed Kids always seem to be trying to get into something, and this is very much a something going somewhere. Uh, okay. A lot of cases seem to imply that the Black Eyed Kids are coming from wilderness areas. They are coming from outside the towns, moving in, and then res- and then uh, withdrawing back into them. Mm-hmm. So, I, that makes me think that they're coming from somewhere. And that whole instinctual evil, that instinctual like freeze-up that people have when they get near these stairs, reminds me so much of the black-eyed kids. And also like when the guy was up on the thing, seeing something that resembles a black-eyed kid a lot, it really makes me think there's a connection. Mm-hmm. I I think there's more of a... I think there's more of a of a magic angle, and I know I normally don't bring that up, but I I really just feel, in some way, some sort of entity or some something is using some sort of magical means, and and this is the conduit for it. Tree wizards, tree wizards. I mean, <laughs> I would I would totally go with tree wizard, whether it's tree wizard, tree fae. I mean, there's a lot of Druidic stuff going on with things like, oh God, why can't I remember the name of that group? Uh, Tree wizards? No, not tree. No, God damn it! Uh, no, like the you know they have the giant owls statue. Why can't I remember this? The Order of the owls from Batman? No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like the they do the cremation of care. Oh, for the pe- people from Bohemian Grove. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like a lot of like you mean the of, government. <laughs> I don't, there's a lot of Druidic sort of if you want to, want to say tree wizardry <laughs> tree wizardry esque stuff going on there <laughs> okay, like there's there's some tree wizardry going on in our national parks that need to be looked into there's some tree wizards out there getting up to tree mischief personally if there are tree wizards out there they're probably cool guys trees seem pretty cool i mean yeah there's a there's a wizardry you're going to get into i'm i'm digging trees that's fine I don't know, like, it's just, there's a lot of Judaic angles there, and this seems to have some Judaic angles as well. It, it, it just makes me wonder if there could be a connection. Now, I can't draw one myself. It just, it gets me thinking. Yeah, I, I would be more inclined to believe that over than, than Black Eyed Kids. Black, they're up to stuff, but it's but it's different stuff. <laughs> telling you. I don't know. I think there's a connection somewhere in there. But, okay. I think we're going to have to push your segment into we, the extended we period. Are. I thought that, I thought, you know... I'm really happy we got to dedicate this much time to this rather than the couple minutes that it was going to be in that top five video a couple of years ago. I mean, I, I knew that this was going to take up most of the show today. That's why I'm like, God. we should do this first. Okay, yeah. So You want to you wanna tell them what's, what we're going to be talking yeah, about? Yeah, we're going to be talking. We're, we're talking in our extended uh, edition uh, today for our, uh, for our patrons. We're going to be talking about uh, flying witches down in Mexico. And it's super fascinating. If you guys want to to get that cut, all you have to do is, is go over to our Patreon and sign up. Uh, as much as a dollar a month gets you access to the extended cut of all of our podcasts where we go another 15, 20 minutes where we talk about this stuff. And it's super cool because I've got some stuff to say on these things. Um, but we'll leave the the link to it as always in the, sh- in the uh, show notes below for you guys. Uh, but until next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. So, okay, flying witches down in Mexico, which sounds a lot better than Mexican flying witches, but... Okay, and just so you know, I don't know a whole lot on this subject. I know the story about the police officer, I've seen some of the footage, I know some of the general stories, but this is a little bit of a blind spot for me. Yeah, going into this, I only knew of the, (laughs) the most famous story. Which is the which is the most famous story? Which is back. It was uh, January sixteenth, two thousand four. I want to say it's pronounced Monterey, Mexico. There's this police officer who is traveling down this road, and all of a sudden he is uh, he stops because he sees this weird like black cloaked creature out uh, in the distance, and he describes it as it had an incredibly dark skin dark sunken eyes these claws and it was flying and it flies straight at his police car that's ballsy i know <laughs> and you know it, you know if and he immediately has uh, a reaction of passing out <laughs> i thought he threw his car in reverse to try to no he tries to get away eventually he faints oh, okay. a little deal eventually he does end up fainting like he tries to like back it up get away or something.